0: He was promised. During Epic Season 2 and 3, and especially the World Cup, he mesmerized. It seemed that only his body could set him limitations. Now he's old enough, and he signed. Flower, the golden child. As NYXL releases the information of the promotion of the player from the academy team, Flower, the anticipation of this young guy's talent is huge in the community, especially amongst those who've been around in 2017 to see what he did at the time. And we are going to sort of put that mystique, we pu- we're we going to put a pin in it in order to explain it to people who weren't there and to refresh our memory of what, what, what it was about him that this special essence because I can already tell you it is hard to quantify and I will be talking about stats in this one but it's honestly probably not doing him justice in that regard. Now let's start with some history. In Apex Season 2 he had a solid performance for uh, at the time his team LW Blue, the team that later on would become the NYXL and in that season, LW Blue was considered one of the favorites to win. Also because of a, of the talent of Flower. And they have a solid performance, but they don't make it past semis. They they do play for the third place match and win it. And over the, the season, Flower has a pretty solid performance. And I'll bring the stats up for this in a second. So as we can see, I have a nice selection of players here. This is by no means all of them. This is just the favorite ones or the best ones that I recall, and actually also were the best ones statistically. Sure, for at the time still an absolute hard carry. Actually, pretty ridiculous one. Even though yes, he was uh, performing um, on a lesser team, but and was getting a lot of resources here. He almost. <laughs> a deadlift with 47.6%, but... ...Flower shined through the sheer variety of heroes he could play. So, like, as the people watching the video can see, he played Hanzo for a decent amount. He played Zarya, he played Farah, Widowmaker, McCree, Soldier, Mei, Genji... ...he played everything, but Genji especially. While And while his rating doesn't resemble it, or it doesn't describe his strength... I always thought him to be a top three performer on the hero during that time, with certainly both Haksal and Who Are You uh, ahead of him in um, in the ranking. And it actually, if you look at the final rate rankings of Apex Season Two, they almost ranked perfectly in the strength of Genji. Genji still had a huge impact, and Who Are You was otherworldly at the time, eked out Huxal considerably in my estimation. I think a lot of people would disagree with that. But Flower then came in third and had very solid performances on the hero, but crucially while having insane flexibility and also being more flexible than the other uh, Genji. Um, One tricks you could say only about who are you because Huxal always had some um, flexibility in his hero pool as well. Now, we're going into Apex Season 3, and here, once again, with a selection of the best players, um, he played a decent chunk of Farrah as we can see, and I'm going to highlight it further once on who uh, are watching the video. Um, he played a decent chunk of Soldier of Farrah once again, and once again on Genji and a bunch of other heroes which i filtered out simply to get rid of the clutter of having played uh, heroes less than um, a couple of minutes so as i fix this overlay and hope it didn't mess up but whatever uh and during the time yes there were some spots in his play and people were saying ah he wasn't performing always in these knockouts stages Actually, statistically, one has to say, the one that dropped the ball was most certainly Sebiobi. And as I will bring up for a moment, as you can see here, this was actually quite underwhelming by Sebiobi at the time. He was, if I recall the match correctly, quite outmatched by Bertring, was losing a lot of duels and was even negative in his KDA, something unbelievable for... A player that one Trick Tracer at the time, right? So, Flower with a sort of uh, solid performance, but they still lose the series. 3-1 to, to KDP, now also against Overwatch League realities such as Fissure, Void, Birdring, Rascal, and Luffy, as well as the retired Waka Waka. Now... Then they have, in that group stage, the knockout game against Lunatic High, and in that one, once again, if we're looking at the statistics, Flower is performing actually quite well, spe- especially on Soldier, even though this is sort of misleading because the play time is very low, but he had 15 kills per 10 at the time. Uh, also had a 5k on Vodskaya was uh, uh, apparently the algorithmic play of the game for Winston Slab, and once again Sebi Olbi sort of outmatched, um, certainly not by Eska, but in, in general in the matchup, their strategical approach was sort of mismatched, because the, the general back and front line were just insurmountable during the time when Lunatic High was this hot, and it felt like Flower was trying to do a lot, was getting a lot of resources, but simply couldn't perform to the level that we expected of him, and that is sort of like a sideshow argument, which I, of course, tend to disagree with. Refute this one, my friend. And yeah, LW Blue doesn't get out of the second group stage, and that ends the history of LW Blue pretty much. Because famously, LW Blue, the team that would later then become NYXL, didn't participate in Apex Season 4. And with that, Flower also vanishes into, non, into inactivity, one has to say, and only later then joins the NYXL. But between that is the World Cup. So let's look at the World Cup statistics just briefly. And once again, we see here, Flower with a Pharah. In terms of performance, certainly comparable to the world's best. Um, we go down. He plays Junkrat. He plays Soldier, Reaper again. So just an insane variety, right? And let's let's look at this here. If we just look at the, m- the amount of heroes he played during that 2017 World Cup. <laughs> he played one, two, three. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 18 different heroes. Granted, most of them less than 5 minutes, some of them even less than 1 minute. Now, this still reveals a wide variety. Because up until this point, I think it's fair to say that we hadn't seen someone reliably as versatile on... Both projectile and hit scan DPS, and then within the hit scan DPS, also the difference between tracking and, uh, you know, point and click aim like McCree and like Widowmaker, and he was doing it all, right? So the World Cup performance then rounds out the edges on his uh, on his mystique, and this this idea of this super talented guy is created. But why can he not actualize his potential according to sources from his team and i think he also elaborated on it in several interviews he was quite held back by injuries and some people remember it as wrist injuries i actually think it was if i recall the interviews correctly it was something like joint pain in his fingers that got quite bad and i'm actually not sure if he was able to fix that even to this day so, once again, this guy in, in the collective minds of Overwatch fans at the time, everyone was thinking, if he could just fix this issue, he could take over the world. He has the talent, he can play everything, he looks marvelous on everything, he's the best player on a couple of these French heroes, he's in the top three on Genji, this very mechanically demanding hero, and it's it's just a marvel to to behold, to see him play like that, and his stats actually, maybe more objectively uh, represent his performance, but what it looked like was much more mesmerizing, right? So, then he joins the XL2, the academy team of NYXL, simply because he's not of age, he's not allowed to play in the Overwatch League, and after having disappeared previously into an activity, he comes into the XL2 and he doesn't play a lot. So, I then asked his former coach, Io Stux, um, what, how he would evaluate the level of play when he got to work with him. And basically he told me that the current status quo of Flower is that he's a very strong Hansel. Widowmaker and Genji. Once again a wide variety of heroes he can play with projectile and with high demanding uh, hit scan heroes. His Pharah isn't as impressive anymore and they liked playing Mangachu over him in that ro- role and that his this his Genji filled a bunch of uh, issues that they had at the time and they were quite thankful that they had them around. Now, also keep in mind, it, with his XL2 performance, and honestly, I, I asked around a bunch if it was just my feeling, and a lot of people echoed that he actually wasn't performing very well in XL2 um, during his time there. He didn't play much because of that, I assume, and one explanation could, of course, once again be his medical uh, problems. We, we don't know what the current status of that is. But another thing could certainly be that he then was in a mixed roster and his English, I'm not sure how good it is, but some players are held back by having to communicate in another language and it's certainly understandable if you think about the mind of an Overwatch player as sort of like a your PC and There's only so much computational power and so much RAM you can allocate to resources such as a foreign language. And that naturally takes away from the performance, from the FPS, if you want, of your gameplay experience. Now that he's in a Korean team, these doubts, at least that factor, goes away. Now let's talk about the projection of what we can expect of him. So one thing is for sure it is very hard to meet the expectations that people will put into him. Maybe the NYXL performance has lowered that idea of him a little bit, but there are certainly a couple of hurdles in his way. He has to adjust to the Overwatch League schedule and whatnot. He hasn't played that much in a while, probably almost a calendar year now. And the... Biggest hurdle, really, in his way, is his teammate, of course, Libero. Because if we think of Libero's season one performance, reasonably, this is the best we could hoped we could have hoped for Flower to play. Libero has not only the wide variety of heroes that he can play, but he is also elite tier on a bunch of them. He's certainly an absolutely elite hanzo he's a very good genji he's a very good junk rat right these projectiles this this guy has it nailed down and this is also something that um was brought in by um by flower and that he would like to pick up but it's i'm not sure how realistic that is at that point in terms of widowmaker sebiobi was honestly quite impressive and don't forget about pine if pine peaks that is you know something that is very hard to overcome so even if you say okay we feel like flower in this moment is peaking is he going to be better on Widowmaker than Sebiobi and Pine that is very hard to say right so you you realistically look at flower as a liberal replacement and someone that wants to get the spot from liberal and one has to be reasonable here and say Libero, in terms of what he does, the wide variety of heroes he, he can play, I don't think there's a better player in the world than Libero, at what, what NYXL wants in that position. And I don't think it's reasonable to expect the golden child to get ahead of Libero there. Thanks for watching.